0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful
1: throw by the Baker. Big job. Hasta la vista,
0: baby. Touchdown.
1: Welcome into today's OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. And this is going to be an abnormal episode. Sorry about that. I I think that this topic amongst the current state of affair with the Cleveland Browns gives me more anxiety than anything because you know, I want nothing more than to watch the Cleveland Browns succeed. Yes, I run a podcast and I try I try like hell to stay split down the middle about all of this and separate my fandom which has been my entire life from the team I cover and not let it blind myself or any prejudices blind um, myself about a player or their or or my evaluation of them and I think we've reached the point of no return or at least a critical point I don't want to say no return at least a critical point with the quarterback because you're breaking down the offense here and I could go on and talk about the offense and what went wrong and, and who played well and who didn't play well and you know, the offensive line I thought was relatively fine. Okay. They they were relatively fine. And I thought Dearness Johnson was pretty good in this game. And that's probably about it, right? Like I don't I don't think I need to sit here and go over all the individual performances with you because I think that's a waste of everyone's time. When again, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely something going on in the mainstream here with the quarterback. And I, I don't think, like again, I said I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know. And if you want to get mad about talking about the quarterback, that's your own thing, because I don't know if you know this or not, but the NFL is driven by quarterback play, driven by quarterback play discussion, and they're given too much blame, they're given too much credit, all of that is very true, but that's what's going to be discussed just because you're discussing one player doesn't mean you absolve all the other issues in that game which i have now gotten to but i think it's important to go back and kind of discuss the root of this so again if you wanted the metrics pro football focus has them out there a lot of guys in the 50s in this game they didn't play that well across the board the offensive line joel batonio played pretty well Dearness johnson played well he was effective and austin hooper was pretty effective in the game too outside of that we know Okay. And what we have to talk about is Baker Mayfield and the frustration. This podcast could go 20 minutes, it could go 10 minutes. I I asked seven people to come on the show tonight, and nobody could do it for various reasons. I'm not saying anyone's ducking me. All I'm saying is it's a topic nobody wants to talk about and it's certainly a topic I don't like. I don't want to talk about anymore either because it divides people, it brings out hatred, it brings out ugliness and I kind of also get why it does that. You're kind of in the, you're in the realm of two different types of fans. You, you are in this, this group of fans who believe Baker Mayfield can do no wrong and see no issue with what he does. And then there is a group of fans who are way too far, probably on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of just disdain for him for everything. And those two sides are really clashing right now. And it's making for social, it's making for conversation around the team, everything miserable, because at the middle of it, as you heard fantastic media voices like Ken Carman come on Monday and discuss, there is a problem with the quarterback. And to me, it stretches 20 years in the past. So Browns fans have watched a large portion of them. Not every single fan feels the same way, but they've watched 20 years worth of terrible football since they came back in 99. So over 20 years for the most part, a couple sprinkled in decent years, including last year, but folks are frustrated. They were frustrated before the tank happened with Sashi Brown. So imagine an NFL fan base being at its lowest of lows, terrible, terrible, terrible quarterback play, terrible rosters, terrible choices, embarrassing leadership. And then they, they get even worse They go 1-15 and 0-16, and you're sold the bag of goods. Hey, man, we need the first pick and the fourth pick, and we're going to get this thing going in the right direction. And you finally draft a quarterback. Finally. You've kind of punted on that decision, picked these guys in the teens or the 20s for all these years, a second-rounder, a third-rounder, signed a guy off the street, whatever. They finally decide to go all-in on the quarterback position in a draft now where we have seen multiple quarterbacks go and find success. So in this draft, they take Baker Mayfield first, and with that choice comes a a understandable high level of expectation that he is not only going to be the best quarterback in his class, but also the best player the Browns have drafted at the position in a significant amount of time. And I do, I do think that that is true for the most part but you you know i do i think baker's the best quarterback they've drafted in a long time you know you could argue about bernie kozar whatever but he is he is tied to expectations for people that he was going to save them from the misery of seasons past from the last 20 years and they ha- he has done some of that right he has given them better quarterback play than they have received but the difference is if you're stuck in Brown circles is that the quarterback barometer is so low for the Cleveland Browns that yeah, Baker Mayfield is better than anything you've seen. All those names, you know, the Charlie fries, the Brady Quinns, uh, all of them. He's been better than those, but it comes down then to what is your expectation for your quarterback in this day and age, not, if If you're and this is where it could be whatever you want it to be, if your expectation is you're hoping that your quarterback is better than all of those other quarterbacks that they've had before, you should feel pretty good and you probably do, and you have different expectations than some other folks. If your expectation is that Baker Mayfield be the number one pick and savior of the franchise and and be the dude, be a a real big time quarterback. You don't feel like your expectations have been met. So what you've run into in four years, and by no small part, the Cleveland Browns' decision-making hasn't been great surrounding him, but what you have seen is an inconsistent quarterback. You have gotten some good
0: things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: You have gotten some good things in 2018 and 2020 for the most part, and then you've gotten some really ugly things, what you saw in 2019 and what you saw this year. And what we're at is a crossroads in terms of what this quarterback is. So you have, again, different fans in different places of expectations. You have some fans giddy that this guy is better than anything they've seen and better than the immediate alternative of maybe a Case Keenum or somebody else this year, obviously, or even next year. And then you have some fans who have higher expectations for what a quarterback should be in the NFL and what he's doing and where Mayfield's sitting, and you have a clash. You have a clash of people who expect better and a clash of people who say he's better than what they've had here before. Be thankful he's better than the replacement. Who's your replacement? That sort of thing is happening, and it's nauseating. You know, I feel like I know Mayfield pretty well in terms of what he does on a football field. He has a very lively arm, and it can get him some nice uh, window-based throws. Right? He has the ability to drive the football outside the hash marks. He can make the long throws. He's a drive-based thrower. He is a get-his-body-into-the-throw, drive-the-football-downfield, and take advantage of opportunities that are clearly presented to him, you know, because that happens an occasion at the NFL level. The defenses unfold a certain way and he can make those types of those types of throws that take arm strength but are defined reads and defined options. He can do that better than a guy who doesn't have the arm strength to make those defined read-defined options. But what he doesn't do well is he does not operate with levels of anticipation that you need to consistently find success in the NFL. He does not operate with touch that is consistently needed in the NFL, and he does not see things unfold the way he needs them to with a calmness and amongst chaos is what we all talk about. He is not a pocket savant, the way some shorter quarterbacks have been before him we like to compare him to, and he's not the athlete that some folks uh, thought he was going to be um, and I think not the athlete, even Baker himself, thinks he is. So, what you get is a quarterback who can do a lot of things in the NFL pretty well because of the arm talent, but then you have all of these other elements that are missing to make him a, a, a put him at another level. So, where you get fans frustrated is they have watched quarterbacks the Browns have passed on Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, and others, even in his own draft, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson find immense amounts of success in the NFL and receive the rightful praise that they deserve for their production and their performances and lifting up those around him. And then you have Baker who has really, truly needed everything to be perfect around him to, to, to play well. And now all, not all quarterback play is linear. Not guys, guys don't arrive their first year in the NFL and get better and, or sorry, and carry a team like some others do. Some need time to develop, but what you have to do is 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 break down what you know and what we know is the limitations that Baker Mayfield has now is he good enough to be a part of a a San Francisco 49ers type of run from a couple of years ago where they just kill people with the run game they have great great defense and they prop up the quarterback to a significant level. I think, yes, he's he's probably good enough to to Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo his way into a Super Bowl. But the question becomes, what do you want? What do you expect? And I think that's where a lot of folks are seeing different stances on this whole thing. If you expect Baker Mayfield to elevate those around him constantly, you're not going to get that. And... That's maybe something he developed seven, eight, nine years into the league. Some guys get better as they get older. It's just kind of natural. Baker doesn't have an athletic type of game. He kind of thinks he does. He needs to get a little bit more self-recognition about his scrambling ability. Uh, but he does not do the things that you would like him to do uh, as a shorter quarterback who lives on arm strength and, not, and less athleticism. You would like him to anticipate things you would like him to be able to process things in passing windows, and he does not consistently do that. Now, he can get out of some things and make some throws because of the arm strength that he has, but then again, those are the things that can also get him into trouble. So, the point is, we are now four years into this experiment with Baker Mayfield, and what we have is two years of solid play, solid to good play, and then we have... You know, and even 2020's first half was rough, but he did end up overall turning in a pretty solid 2020. And then we have two years of pretty terrible play. And what you're searching for as a Cleveland Browns fan, above all else, should be consistency. And the consistency stuff with Baker is really infuriating because what you want is something to to clear itself up. Is he going to be the guy or not going to be the guy? And he'll go one week, play really well. He'll go the next week, play really poorly. He'll go up and down. And I understand there are injuries tied into this year. That doesn't miss me. But he's out there and telling you he's able to play. And you have to judge the play as seen on the field. And I know the Browns are, are, are evaluating everything as they decide. And you know with with what Mayfield is they have to decide if they want to throw everything all in on building around him to prop him up meaning the defense is going to be uh have to be elite San Francisco level elite the scheme is going to have to be LA Rams uh level elite and those things have not happened this year and we've seen what has come of this whole situation this year where baker's not able to make many of the layups he made last year the defense isn't playing as well as you would hope and they're five and five so they're not one and six you know or 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 one and nine or whatever they're five and five so they would be one and nine or something crazy but they have definitely failed to meet the expectations many had hoped that they would see and mayfield has failed to meet the expectations some of us were hoping that he would find his way to get to this year to prove that he was worth an investment long term so that decision hangs in the balance, and the offense is struggling. And again, it's not all on Baker's shoulders. But when you throw for 71 yards in a game and really struggles to get up over 300 yards very often at all, uh, then then you got to start asking yourself: Am I going to pay this quarterback 30 million to keep us on schedule, to keep us uh, average, right in the passing game, when I could probably find a cheaper level player that can do some of the things he's doing? and save us money to spend in other places. That's the thing that they're evaluating. Because if you're paying somebody to game manage their way to 30, $35 million a year, then that's where it becomes difficult to surround them with the necessary talent to make it happen. That's the decision the Browns are trying to make. The crux of it is, what can he do to make up for other positions that we're going to have to take money away from? So... Listen, at at the root of this whole thing, I don't really have a point of what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about how like how nauseating both sides of this are and how infuriating it is to cover this team and watch the ups and downs tied to not only the defense's ups and downs and, and, and not sorry, not only Baker's ups and downs, but the defense's ups and downs and the hard decision that sits in front of them at the quarterback here. They're going to keep Baker next year. He's going to be on an he's already had his option picked up. You can you can think of all these other things they could do, and they could, I guess, get crazy and go trade for somebody, but likely the most plausible outcome here is that they keep Baker on the contract of next year's fifth-year option and they bring in somebody to compete with him for the job and put pressure on him. That's not backup Case Keenum pressure, but like real real sort of pressure to say, hey, man, if you're not playing well, this guy could potentially take your job, which is what the Bears did with, with, uh, with Mitchell Trubisky in the final year of his contract. So... I think Baker has shown flashes that he can do it, but you if you only look at the flashes of he can do it and you ignore the flashes of he's not able to do it, then you're wearing fan glasses. And really, I'm just going to be transparent with you. And you can disagree with me. It's like any mainstream topic in the public right now, which is, you know, like you can... There's a ton of divisive topics, and Baker's a divisive topic right now. He has lost me. I don't see a path to how he becomes an elite, elite quarterback that raises the temperature around him of the team. So he doesn't have elite athleticism to extend plays. He doesn't throw with uh, copious amounts of anticipation that make defenses afraid to do certain things because he'll pick it apart. He doesn't have elite ath- uh, accuracy in ball placement consistently. So you got to tell me, explain to me, how Baker goes from year four Baker to year eight, nine, ten 10 Baker, what eventually becomes better because I need, I don't see that. And again, you can keep Baker and manage some things around him, but if you're going to, to raise, you know, to, to prop him up, but again, how are you going to make up for the money you have to give him? Because clearly if you sign any quarterback to another contract, it has to be a $30 million contract. I don't know maybe they have some incentive laden deal that they can put in place to 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 eliminate this and eliminate some of their um uh, some of their situation in terms of like the the risk the browns are taking but that's my biggest question how does baker mayfield go from being a guy who's never made a pro bowl in 4 years has kind of just gotten by in in, in a lot of seasons has had two solid seasons and has helped the browns become something more than what they were But with where the Browns want to go is not to be more than what they were. The Browns want to be real Super Bowl contenders. How does he raise the group around him to do that when he takes more money away from other positions? Answer me that and I'll understand where you're coming from. Because guys like Josh Allen and guys like Lamar Jackson and guys like Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson when he's playing, they have... The ability, as they and and especially Lamar and Josh, as they started, they could lean on their legs to extend plays and make things happen. Baker has never really been able to do that after his rookie year to, to make plays out of structure. So it added benefits, and then they grew in other areas. And now they can still use their elite athleticism, but they can also now use the passing game stuff they've developed. And we've seen those guys have big success. Pro Bowl, MVP winners and MVP conversational type players. We have not seen that from Baker. So you're telling me that Baker's going to get to Aaron Rodgers' level of quick release and defensive, um, you know, surgeon-level play. The same with Drew Brees. You think he's going to get to that level of of anticipation, pocket window finding, all of the things that made Drew Brees so special. You think he can get there. If you believe that, more power to you. And if Baker ever did slash does get there – I'll be there to root him on and show you all the positive things he does. But for now, I'm just being transparent with you. If you care about my opinion, maybe you don't give a shit about my opinion. And if you are, you're 19 minutes into this podcast and it's like, why are you here anyway? I just don't see it. I think you can win with Baker if you prop him up like crazy. That's fine. And he'll make some throws that are schemed up and like perfectly dialed into some things. Um, you know, in terms of like a the perfect play action concept or the perfect com co, co, the perfect route combination against the right coverage, he'll make those throws, and he'll have some games like the. You know, I don't know. I'm going to the game Sunday against Detroit. I expect him to have a great game. He'll play. He'll go in the cycle. He's a cycle guy where he'll have these great games like the Cincinnati game last week, two weeks ago. Where you'll be like, oh, okay, there it is. But then he'll he'll just have these others more of the bad than the good that just leaves you wanting to pull your hair out because it feels like your offense has nowhere to go. There's no threat. There's no overcoming it. The NFL took Baker's early career, and this is a cycle for every quarterback. Every quarterback, the NFL figures out what you're good at and what you're not. The data sample grows so large, they figure out what you're good at and what you're not at, and they constantly attack what you're bad at. And until you can overcome what you're bad at, they're going to keep doing it to you. And then you beat what they think you're bad at, and then they come at you with another thing, and you have to beat. It's a constant re—and and this is—all the best quarterbacks have always said this. You have to reinvent yourself all the time. You have to find ways to to overcome what defenses are throwing at you because they know you struggle with it. And Baker has been solved. and, And what is he going to do to overcome it? That's going to define what the rest of his NFL career looks like. So again, I'm not calling for the guy to be cut. He's going to be here in 2022. I am just worn down on the big picture inconsistency. And it's not just tied to Baker. It's tied to many people. In the offense, it's tied to many people in the, the entire organization right now. This year has been marred by inconsistency. And it's just wearing me out mentally to go back and forth with people about their expectations. Because the people who can't understand that you would expect your first overall pick quarterback to carry your team when your team needs carried, when you're missing your best players, it's like the craziest thing in the world. You know, when you look around at some of the best guys doing it and they're able to do that, and it's like, well, you know, the Browns have a first overall pick quarterback. You'd like to think he could do that too, and you don't see it. So again, Baker's had some nice games. He has had some nice NFL games, but you're really ultimately judged by the consistency with which you can keep your offense in the best places imaginable and carry them when things break down and he does not do that at the level that the best in the NFL do and he's really below average this year. He is in the 20s to mid 20s in terms of quarterback play this year. He was in the same position in 2020 or 2019 and and what you are left guessing is is there the guy from 2020 who at the last half of the year, last two thirds of the year week 7 on started to figure some things out but still really wasn't making game-breaking quarterback plays when he was creating when nothing was there or overcoming obstacles in terms of the perfect coverage, all of that. Still wasn't doing it, wasn't finding those out-of-structure things, but was enough, though, because he was making the layup plays. He was making the right reads. He was making the right throws with accuracy. How often is that streaky player there? That's what's going to define Baker, is the streakiness of which he has. And that streak can be good, and that streak can be bad. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. How, how, uh, which one tilts the, 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 the long term? Does it tilt good or does it tilt bad? So I don't know, man. I probably rambled for 20, 30 minutes, 20, 23, 24 minutes on this whole thing. I just know that there's two sides to this that are dug in. And if you don't think, um, the middle ground is the right place to be where you understand the severe limitations he has, but also see the things that he's overcome while he's here. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's just the, you if you're going to argue with people all day on social, that's fine. That's cool. You can do that, but it's a miserable spot to be in. And you should, you're really wasting your time, you know, because people aren't going to see it your way. It's going to play out. The Browns are going to make their calculated data decision on this whole thing within, within the, the next year and a half, and we'll see and we'll react and we'll figure out what they want to do. For me, I have higher expectations for what quarterback play should be if you actually have real aspirations to win a Super Bowl, especially if you have to pay that player. You have to give them $30 million of your cap. They're not raising people around them. I don't know how you can justify that. Um, but again, Baker will have all of 2022, it appears, if he continues to hold on to his job to prove that, Hey, this 2021 is an outlier because I was hurt because I was dealing with a whole bunch of body issues or whatever. I don't know. The playbook stuff shouldn't be a thing anymore. Learning the offense, but you know, the body stuff, he can't overcome it. So this is again, a ramble on Baker. I I thought, I still think Kevin Stefanski a good offensive coach. Who's trying to figure out how to help his quarterback. He is as befuddled as we are about trying to find some consistency for his quarterback. And, um, you know i think i think kevin is is swimming upstream the same way some of us are trying to process how they how the offense can be the position it's in and trying to figure out ways in which they can score that don't involve constantly running the ball how do they throw for success because they're not throwing for success so yeah i i'm at i'm at a loss i could write on this i could but it's so divisive. People are so over the top with everything one side or the other that you're just going to make the audience mad. And I know that this job is about it's about making your opinion clear and, and who cares, but it's just it's exhausting. It's tiring, and I would rather just let it play out and write on it at the end of the year and not do the reactionary week to week write up of it all. I break the film down, I talk about it. I do probably go pretty hard after certain players, not just the quarterback or so in good or bad. When they play well and when they don't play well. You I know, mean, I do this damn pod every day. It's a lot. I probably say things that I forget more than things I remember, but I just, I, in my gut, I feel that Baker Mayfield is in a bad place and this offense is in a bad place. And the clarity that we were all begging to have in terms of Baker being the guy um, has not arrived. And it has actually taken some seriously detrimental steps in the wrong direction 10 weeks into this year. But again, the NFL is an opportunity on every Sunday. He could light up the rest of the year and the different conversation starts to happen and he can come in healthy to 2022 and you never know. Can't predict what the future is going to be. If we know one thing about the NFL this year, it is as unpredictable as it gets. But this is a 25-26 minute solo rant for me about the quarterback and where I'm at. Right now, I'm out. I just don't I don't see it. I have tried to stretch my belief to see it, but the data has become too strong uh collectively the eyes i've lied to myself about some things that i don't i'm not proud of about trying to make myself believe and you're not wrong if you do too because you want him to be the guy and maybe i'll be wrong maybe i'll revisit this in a year and a half and say hey man i gotta eat crow i was wrong he figured it out whatever click needed to click and he figured it out i don't i don't know guys i really don't know but for now Uh, I don't feel good about it. I don't see a path at how he elevates and and is worth the money necessary to to extend him or sorry, give him his next contract that takes away from other places that are needed to prop him up. And it sucks. It sucks because if you have to flush a quarterback out, you typically miss your window. You miss, you miss a lot. The player, you know, miles Garrett is going to be, if they draft another quarterback or, Whatever you know, say they draft another guy in twenty twenty three. Miles Garrett will be in his late twenty. You're flushing a window, and it's disastrous to what your st- what your plan is. Missing on quarterback is a disaster. And if you think I want to hop on here and root against Baker Mayfield or root against the Browns to figure that, you're wrong, man. I love nothing more than breaking down great quarterback play, and I see it across the NFL. And I just don't I don't see enough of it in Cleveland. And if that makes you want to hate me. Cool. Hate my opinion, but I don't see it right now. And if you want to go play for play with me, I actually am, I'm I'm trying to find Baker believers to go play for play with me and explain what I'm missing. I would I would love to hear it. I really would. Because I don't see the plays needed from that position to raise the ele- and elevate everything around the team to make them better consistently. He's not consistent. He's He is he is a streaky player that has not been streaky good long enough to balance out the streaky bad. So keep our fingers crossed. We'll hope it all keeps uh, – well, not keeps, but hope it can turn around is the thing, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'll be here to react to it, be here to podcast about it. I'm actually glad this one's over because I'm telling you, man, I sat here for two hours, and I don't know what to talk about. I would. Do I talk about the whole offense? Do I talk about you know Kevin Stefanski's Judgment Day is coming? There's going to have to be some conversation about his scheme and uh, maybe a failure to adapt to certain things over time. But I think he's searching. I really think he's searching to try to figure out how to help his quarterback. You know, giving him quick decisions. I mean they they run their run game is good. Their run game is strong. They do different things. They're diverse. The play action stuff's pretty good. They give him layered throws. They give him flooded concepts to flood a side of the field. They give him a high low deep. They give them a high-low in the intermediate levels. They're very basic with them, and it's still not working the way it needs to work. So I, I am mystified. I'm going to look at the data at the end of the year and try to, try to figure it out, because right now, week-to-week week is so miserable, the way the discourse happens, and... It's uh, it's hard. Maybe we'll do something at the bye week to figure this out. But I think you're even tired of it. You're tired of hearing the conversation about him. You're tired of the play, whether good or or bad or inconsistent. You're growing tired. There's no way you're not. There's no way we've been doing it for four years now. You know it was new. It was fine. There was hope. But right now it's strained. This was a year they had expectations again. They were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, and they're not. They're five and five, and you should feel. You know, the numbers reflect it. People don't want to listen. They don't want to watch Twitch. They don't, you know, because it's like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to talk about this team right now. They're miserable. And you've been doing some of these. This was supposed to be the payoff for all of the long, the long drawn out. And when we bottomed out. Not only were they always terrible, but then they really bottomed out. And they were supposed to figure this out in 2020, 2021 and beyond was the start of a little mini dynasty that they could really be not a dynasty, but a real true contender for a long time. And you have seen them fall on their face about expectations so far. And it feels reminiscent to 2019 in that sense. And I know it hurts. It's hard to swallow. And I know the players are struggling with it too. And it's it's just, it's all encompassing. And it's hard. It's hard right now. But again, it's week 10 going into week 11. And it's now, you have an opportunity to still win enough games to make the playoffs and turn it around. So, we will hope that they do so. We'll turn the page and start talking about the Lions tomorrow. Get detailed on them, as we always do, and then we'll have on John Coliseum on Friday to talk about how they beat the Lions and so on and so forth. Have a great, have a great Wednesday, and you know, try to be nice to people online instead of arguing with them all the time and calling them names and calling them idiots and and uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Try to be try to be nice to people. Have a great. Have a great Wednesday, guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, go Browns.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in.